0: Um, So today's daf is Nun Hay, the penultimate daf of the Masechet, I just like saying penultimate. Um, We pick up with uh, three lines from the top of Nun Hay, and we're still discussing this question about whether... They would do the, um, what they would do, uh, for every separate Musaf, if it was a day that had a coincidence of different Musafim, would they have separate, uh, blasts of the Khat's throat, um, for each Musaf, which was also a question whether they would have a different, um Shia Shoyom for each Musaf. Let's take a look, um, and the claim is yes, but we'll see where this is ending. May says tomorrow you on this. The Tani, Rabbi Barshmul, Yochel. We taught the brayso. Yochel, kisheim she'tokin on Shabbat bishnei atzmo ve'alosh chodesh bishnei atzma. Kach you told musaf. Exactly raises this question. Perhaps the same way you have a separate blasting blast for the Shabbat musaf by itself and Rosh Chodesh by itself. Maybe when they coincide, you'll have separate blasts for each one. An your Rosh Chodesh, on your Chodesh, Now how exactly that that proves otherwise we'll discuss in a minute, but clearly the intent of that Braita is to say you do not have separate blasts for each separate musaf so that's a complete contradiction of Rabbi that bright is clearly saying you do not have separate um throat blasts for each separate Musaf. Not So, so now <laughs> now well no it's clear that's what it's trying to prove now the question is how does it prove it from the pasta yeah, so my Talmudah where do you what what's the derivation where do you, how do you learn that out from the first so says okay what does that mean um, so all of your Rosh Chodesh, they're all in one category, which means that whether it's a normal Rosh Chodesh, or whether it's a Rosh Chodesh that's also Shabbat, mm-hmm. whether it's a Rosh Chodesh that's also Rosh Hashanah, you're only going to do one set of blasts. This is by the pasuk that talks about the Chathot blast. It says, So here's the Pesach that talks about doing the Chathot blasts on the Yamin Tovim um, and it says Rashi Chachachem as a category all the Rashi Chadashim are treated the same so even if it's a Shabbos Rosh Chodesh even if it's a Rashi Rosh, Rosh Chodesh it's all the same it all gets one set of blasts that's where we voted out from that's a pretty uh, good read um, Rav Ashiya Marksiv Chachachem shech- shecha- without the yud. Um, the of So again, playing on a Kriu ksiv, Roshay is plural. Um, Chad Shechem is singular without the yod. So, Ezul Chodesh, Shnei Roshim. So what's one that's both a single and a double? So it's one Rosh Chodesh that is a double That has two Roshim So what is that? So, Hevi Omer Rosh Hashanah, shana, Rosh Hashanah. It's a Rosh Hashanah and it's Rosh Hashanah. Then so, Rachmanah, Chad Shechem, then it as one, Chari. So you treat it as a single. Okay, so it's a little bit funny how to get it from the verse, uh, whether to read the verse that's talking about Rosh Hashanah, read the verse that's sort of just putting everything in the same category, but nevertheless, the upshot is clear that you only have one set of shofar blasts, even when you have multiple musafs. Um so O'Tan, we have another v'Raisa, Becholash HaMoed, B'Rishon, Maha Mahayomim, so this is the Shir Shayoms that they would say on, um Sukkot. So let's take a look. Do we have a Tanakh here? We, didn't we did have a Tanakh. We did have a Tanakh. Oh, I think it's. Okay. Sort of. Oh, it doesn't matter. We have to it. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is what they would say on the different Kirisha Yom's of um, um, um By the way, you know, it's interesting, as you might know, the Minichal gra. and I think the Minichal is to say on um, on the special days, like, you know, Yadze, Cholomoi, etc., that for the shir shir shoyom of the day to say the one of, um, that that the special one they would say, not the one for the day of the week. Um, I don't know, there might be some places, I I don't remember, that do both, the day of the week and the special one. Anyway, I think the minute only do the special one. But the reality is that you would do, you would have actually multiple opportunities as we're learning. For, not for Musa, for Musa, that's the whole issue, that if you had multiple Musafim, you would have to pick one to say before we said, right, when it was, for example, Rosh Chodesh Shabbat, the simple break. that before was said, only the because that's where we're heading right now, to say you only do one Shir Shoyom, you only do one set of the but that would be for the Musaf. For the Tamid, you'd still say the regular one that you would say for the Tamid. So you have, you know, this, uh, so you've got this question about, like, which of the uh, Shir Shoyom should um, be saying in our current davening. Um on There's the Shodis, difference. We say the normal one, and the Minagaz Ra is the, on the Shodis, one that was expected. right? On Rosh you do say one on 4 plus the David. Right that's true. Really that's right we do say we do, we do say too that is correct um, okay so what would they say so it says the following it says that um the first now, what is the significance of these various tikkunim? So, a lot of them have to do with. Well, let's take a look. A lot are connected to the to the gifts to the poor, the agricultural gifts to the poor that would be unique for that would be a special mitzvot, uh, particularly around around um, Sukkot, which is when you're gathering in all the grain from the field. Um, but let's take a look at what they are. So. So this uh, the first one is is more chavtahs. Chavul Hashem bnei elim, chavul Hashem right? He shachul Hashem ba'adras kodesh. So bowing down to God in the base of Mikdash. Okay. Um, so then, but then it gets to Kol Hashem al ha'mayim, elakavod Hashem al mayim rabim, right? So there you have the clear tie into the water, which is clearly a major theme of Sukkot. So that would be day one. What would be the next one? B'sheini mah What would they say on the second day? So, ulrasha Amar Alokim. Now, what does that have to do with anything? So, let's take a look. Um... there. Hold on, let me just check what how Rashi explains this. Um, right. So anyway, so so there it's more of a of a very of one of Tokcha of um of remonstrating. And there it speaks about like, you know, one of these here I'll just read you, it says like this. Um uh what do i need your sacrifices in era lokim todav uh, Uh, Okay, So, this is really, this is an interesting more that is both on the one hand sort of saying, what do I need your sacrifices for, is, as we know, sometimes a theme, you know, it's about your good deeds, but it also says, pay up to God your vows with your korbanot. So is sort of, so Raffi says that it's focusing on that verse, and it's talking about the issue that if you're coming to the base of Mikdash, you know the time of the regalim was the time of that you had to make good on vows you made during the year. If you pass a certain number of regalim, you transgress ba'al to postponing your vows. So Raji says the focus is on that verse about pay up your vows, but you could also say the focus on the verse is, you know, don't overly focus on the sacrifices, focus on the more, you know, general religious and ethical uh, behavior. So that is that verse. It's not a, not a direct tie-in to Sukkot, but more generally about coming to the base on you third mean What would they say on the third day? Okay, so what's that about? So, um... So that the verse that Rafi, um, um, one minute. Uh, Rafi there says, let me just read, read, read you some selections from that. $30. Okay, so that's El Nikamot Hashem, El Nikamot Hafia. Admitai Rishaim Hashem, it's punishment of Rishaim, right? Yabili, Dabu, Attaki, Temuko, uh, so then it also talks about the oppression of the Jews. Amh uh Amchashengy Tak Ubana Khsaya Anu, Amanavigir Yarogu, it's about you know the oppression from the from uh, of the Jews from the non Jewish nation. Um Bino Baamba Amhfili Mata Ozenho Yo Yushman, Yoter I Ayinhalo Yabit, Ayosh Goi Halo Yokiah, God knows what's in your heart. So so Ashre Hagevashani Yamita Lam Tenu. So what does it anything any any of this have to do with Sukkot? So Rashi says, first of all, that a little, little alludes to the oppression that preceded, you know, in the early periods of the, um, of the Beit HaMikdash, um, or that preceded, w- one minute, or that preceded the, uh, the period between the two Beit HaMikdash, but also in the Beit HaMikdash from the non-Jews was certainly a period of oppression from the Greeks and from the Romans, etc. So that's what element. And Rashi also says, and, and that, so that's the first half. Um, that we, you know, that God has allowed us to, uh, you know, you know, has sustained us even with the ongoing oppression from the non-Jewish nations. Again not exactly clear, the direct tie-in to Sukkot, but okay. But then the next, ver- the next part is the second half of that means more. and then by the email you'll mean, which is, you know, God you know those uh, you should understand God, that, you know, those that would uh, those evil people, God knows what's in your heart. So what does that have to do with it? So Rashi says that this is getting back to a major Sukkot theme, that, um, that it's the time, you know, to be giving all the gifts to the poor, and if you collected wrote and you bring it to Yerushalayim, and you is supposed to be giving it. And people think, you know, okay, I'm not going to give. Nobody is going to know whether I do these meets vote or not. So it's saying, no, God knows what you're doing. God knows what's in your heart. Don't think that you can get away without actually doing this, without there being consequences. Um, Okay, so again, pretty vague, I would say, and general, but Rafi, and not very unique to Sukkot, a number of these, but Rafi is trying to find a way to tie it in. What do you want to say? Talking about this time. The could have been the Egyptians. yeah, that's pretty weak too, okay, um anyway, so a lot of these things in the middle here are about uh you know general remonstrations of do the right things um and um, <laughs> theme. what yeah, maybe it's a Kohela theme, I don't know, okay, But, you I mean what would they say on the fifth day so that is just selection from that. So this is all, Okay, this is much more in a the theme of Sukkot. First of all, true oath that we've been talking about. Second of all, they think about the Simchat Beto Shoeva, listen to the next passage. Uzim uzi mrau tenu tov naimi navel tiku b'chodes shofar b'ketsel yom chagein. that sounds familiar. Yeah. So first of all, you have all the playing of the musical instruments, and you have the allusion, right, that we often the quote that we quote that relates back to, you know, Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. As he rose, he mistered shichmo, shichmo, kapur midu to avonah b'tar karaas v'chatzeh. I've called out to you, right? An Hashem Hoshiyana encha b'seitra ra'am efchanchal mei miriva sela. Okay, in Tishmali, et cetera, et cetera. there you go, explicit reference to Yitzh Mitzrayim. Har-chav p'chav right? Open up your mouth, I will fill it again about sustenance, rain, you know, the future agricultural year, okay, et cetera. So, um, so that is much more obviously in the Sukkot theme. Um, okay, keeping on. Um, right, and Rashi says explicitly it's about the water that we're praying for at this time. You open up your mouth, and I will give you blessing, etc. But Yomim Yamotu komoste aret. All the foundations of the earth will will move, will shatter. What does that? So, what does that mean? What's that relevant? So that's paid death, We do a selection. That's the next. Means more. Yeah, wait a minute. But care of Elokim Yisboi and Mataytish to Avelusnei Rishem Tisusela, she to dave Yosom ani So that's explicitly about taking care of the poor, right? Palto dave Avyon loyo Hatsilu loyodu veliavidiim bechasechayisamotu yomotu kolatzat amia mark Elohim achem achem atemuznei young kuchem. Okay, which is again a little bit of the Kohala theme, a little depressing. But it also has ani which is about again the concern of the poor, which is particularly a high, uh, you know, something that that is underscored at this time, taking care of them, giving the trumas and maizras, you know, at this time of and get, making sure you give, you know, all of the gifts to the poor. Um, okay. So, and now the, to finish this off, oh we just did that. Okay, so those are the six days of Cholomoid. Now let's say Shabbat falls out during Cholomoid. It's not on a first day Yantiv. So then you're not so, pre- that, so the implicit assumption is, is that Shabbat, the Mizmor of Shabbat, will take precedent. Although I, before we learn Rosh Chodesh takes precedent over Shabbat, that's to announce that it's Rosh Chodesh. But if it's between Shabbat and Cholomoy Sukkot, Shabbat is going to take precedent. So which one of these Mizmorim will you not say if Shabbat falls out on a middle day? So it says, so which one do you not say? So, the Im Shabbat Yamotu the, the last one Yamoto is pushed away maybe also a little bit a little I don't know if this is the reason but Yamoto means to move right Yamoto so Yamoto is the one that gets pushed away but anyway the point is if Shabbat falls out in the middle day so what you do is you just—it's sort of like a domino effect. But right? if Shabbat falls out on day three, so what you would have said on day three, you say on day four. What you would have said on day four, you say on day five. What you would have said on day five, you'd say on day six. And what you would have said on day—you uh, know—on day six, on day six doesn't get said. You know, so that's the last one. So it's a domino effect. It just pushes everything down the road, and then the last one is the one that does not get said. Okay, so that's the basic point here about which ones are said each day, but the effect of Shabbat. Now, again, the point is. Well, why do you have to choose? If you say a separate kiyot for each separate musaf, it means a separate mizmor. you know, a separate for each separate musaf, you will wind up saying both. You don't have to push one off. So again, this makes it once again clear that even on a day you have multiple musafim, like Shabbat Cholom Moed, you're only going to do one shir, and I'm only going to do one set of tekiyot, because the shir and the tekiyot are intertwined. So that's just the point of the DMAR, And then I'll take the question. So, uh, so Rav, Rav, Rav Safra, Manach Simana, Rav Safra gave a little um, a, um, acronym for you to remember, which are the Mizmorei glean that you say on the different days of Moed Sukkot. What's the acronym? So, hum hab? Humhab, Hum-Habi. So that's, that's the first, Hum-Habi. So you just look at it. Havu H'am, Ul Rasha Amar, Mia and now he though had, if you notice, the hey, um, he reversed the order. He had Hasiroti first, and then Binu Bo Ba'am, and then Yamotu Komose Are. So he had our order, but reversed the two, uh, that Bino and Hasiroti. Okay? So, I'm sorry, no, Rav Safra had the one that we had, Whom bahi, I'm sorry, I skipped the line. Rav Safra manach busimani, hum bahi, so he had the order we had, binu bo'arim hasiroti chichmoun That was Rav Safra. Rav papa busimana So he reversed the bet and the hay. He first had hasiroti and then he had binu bo'arim ba'am, like, sounds like Hammurabi. Hum habi, the way you should remember which one Rav Safra said and which one Rav papa said, so, am buhad the siphre. So there's a phrase which is like the ambua, which is like the crowds that gather in front of the sofrim, which means in front of the school teachers. You know, when it's pickup time at school, so you have all the crowds, it's very busy, all the crowds are gathering when it's drop off time and pickup time. That's what that phrase means. But ambuha, the siphray. So siphray is like safra. And safra, safra was, was, safra said, Hum bahi, that's am as opposed to hum ha-bi. So now you'll remember. I'll, I will test you tomorrow. Anyway, the upshot of all of that is, is that when it's Shabbos call a moe, you have, do the Shabbos one and you push off the next one this is another contradiction of Rav Acha Bar which shows again that if you have multiple Musafim you're only going to do one Shir Shoyom and one set of Skiyot and hence the consequence of if you're doing Shabbat and Holomoe, the other ones get pushed down the line. So the Gemara says Rav Acha Bar Hanina must Kamar a pasuk. The Pesach said, you know, And there was a b'rita that said it means everything is according to the Musafim. Which sounds like you do something increased when you have multiple Musafim. And you're telling us you only do one set of T'kiyot, once your shoyam. What do you do about that b'rita? So Amar Ravina, it says, Ravina, What it means is you increase based on the number of Musafim is not another set of T'Kiyot, not another Shir Yom, but when you do the T'Kiyot, you do them longer. You play the notes longer to indicate that it's a double day, but you don't do a double set. For Abanan de army and the Rabbi de rabb- Caesarea saying the name of Ravacha, Loma Shemar bin you don't have another set of T'Kiyot, you add more players, you add more people blowing the trumpets, but you still only do one set, and you have to choose, you know, it's one identity. Okay, the Gemara says, that, uh, said at the end of this discussion, that, we who have two days of yontav, what do we do? Now, what's the question? I mean, what do we do? What does two days of Yantiv have to do between choosing, like, which, like, it's a double musaf. Like, so, I understand. So, the question is, this is really a question by analogy. It's not the same question, like, a double day, like Shabbos, which one do we pick? It's really an analogous question of having to to choose by a doubling, but it's a very different type of a doubling. And what it's asking is, what do we do when we have on Chalomoed, you've got today is day three and day four, right? As, as it were, of Holomoid, right? The first day of Halomoid, which day is it really? It's really day two of Holomoeid, but based on our sake of the Yoma, it's also sort of like maybe day one of Holamoid, right? So what do we do in terms of, the Gemara is asking, in terms of saying the psukim for the Musaf in for for, for the Musaf in the Shimona etri of Musaf? Which one do we, do we highlight? Okay, so, and you can sort of say, maybe you do both, but we just got through a whole discussion which is sort of saying you wanna emphasize one aspect of the day. So which one are we going to do? Are we going to do the day we really know it to be? You know, or are we going to do the day based on, well, maybe it's tomorrow? So if you have to choose, now we know of course that what we do is we say both psukim, but the Gemara doesn't know that yet. So we just got through this discussion, right, about, about choosing one identity of the day. So which identity do we choose when we have to say the psukim of the Musaf in Cholom if we have this whole sveik of the Yomah? So which way we do? So, so Abai Amar Sheini Yidakha. Abai says, you push off the second day of meaning, I mean the second day of Yantov, meaning when you start on, um, when you start on, right, so if it's Sukkot here, right, if it's day, if it's day one of Yantov, and then Sukkot, right, Yomto day two, and then we have, right, Kho, I don't know why I right, am Sukkot, anyway, and then you have Kolomoe, okay, so if you, so this is, you know, this is day, this is, This is this is day two this is day two, this is day three of Sukkot. Okay? And then you have four, five, six, seven, and then you have Shminula seven. Okay? And these are the days of Kolomoa. So what Abaye says is Shemigidaka. You just ignore Day two of Sukkot, and you start saying the korbanot for five, six, seven. Okay, we're so, so, okay, about korbanot. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about. It's not the end of Gemara, but that's because because <coughs> So he says, okay, you know what? This thing we're treating as a yuntiv because of two days of yontav But here, go back to the normal counting that we know is the real counting. You know, based on this being the first yuntiv, so forget about day two. Say the korbanot of each day three, four, five, six, seven. I that's that. that's what abai says. One minute, Rav Amar Shvi'i Robert says, no, you get here. Here we start acting as if this were day one because we did a say of the Yoma and this is the first day of real Cholomoed so we treat this as if it's day two, three, four, five, three, four, five, six and you just never say the seventh day of Cholomoed in the Shemona Esrei. Okay? What? What? Yeah, well, we're on the day off because we really know that this is day one. Abai makes more sense because Abai gets us back to what we really know. Of course, you could say it undermines the status of this as uh, as Yantis. So rather says you just start here and you let seven fall off the end. Okay? You mean the verse... psukim that we say in the musaf, <coughs> right. So that's what he says. We um, like So the Gemara sees that as an analogous point to Rava, which is if Shabbos falls out on Cholomoed, you just push everything down the line. So here it's, it's like, obviously you could say there's a different logic that should apply in these two cases. But the Gemara says it would be a similar point. Yuntif came in on the second day of Cholomoed. It pushes everything down the line seven falls off the edge. Um Aki Namer bin Nahardah but when Maimer established in Narada, the midalge luge that you jump you jump back which basically means we do what we do. You say you should be saying now on the second day. That would undermine the status of yantum. And you should be saying three, but you jump back and you also do two. You take two and three here and three and four here, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? And that's what we do. Rashi says, has a similar discussion about what do we do by Kriya Satora in the, you know, when we, do, when we read during kalamoid what sukim do we read? So Rashi says that you read Three and four for... You, know, you read, like, the, the, the double day at the end. Um, you know, let, let's say it was here. So this day is a day of places, a two-three day, right? So Rashi says what you do is you read two and three for the Raviyi, and what do you read for the first three? For the first three, Rashi says you do two, three, four, and then you go back and you do two and three. Tosa says you do... What you do is you do... This is for Rishon. This is for Shaney, This is for Shishi. This is for Rebbe. Mm-hmm. So they do two, three, two, three. Okay, Rashi says you do two, three, four, and then two, three. What do we actually do? Does anybody know? <laughs> well, we, we go ahead, <laughs> right? So that's what. So that's what. So that's what Rashi says. Let me just check that it here. We're by the sheets of Torah. It's got. First day it says two and then three and then four and then two and three. That's what Rafi says. Tokes says you would do two, three, two, three. What do we do on what do we do on Hoshana Rabba? We go through the very end. Five, six, seven. No. So we go back. Right? So it's not consistent. Okay, think, yeah, right, we yeah, all, we yeah. have to go back, yeah. 5, yeah. 6, 7, yeah. and then 6, 7. Yeah. So Tos oh. doesn't oh. like the fact that we're inconsistent according to Rashi's approach because we can't do 6, 7, 8 because then it would be in, go okay. into the Shminya there. Yeah, okay. But, so the, the Musaf is not identical with the Torah reading? Um, well, it's identical with the revi- with the final k- p- p- Koray of the, of the Torah reading. Right? Right. Okay. Uh, you had a question, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with their, I mean, the marine and two of them are the same ones. So really, they split it in two. Yeah. So sure, how you say? And, and then the other question is, we I mean, you know, I said it, said it more why don't we just why don't we just keep the, the way that we have it normally? Like in other words, we switch days. You know, like the Tuesday one to a different day. You know what I'm saying? What meaning? Meaning these are always really marine. Yeah, you. Day, but it's out of order. No, no not all of them, and they're specific to. Uh, oh, you mean what's the idea of the specific order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get the order. And then well, why don't we uh, yeah. do that? Uh, you know, well, no, that's what that would be said. Minagol Gura is to do that. It's oh, to say the, it is to say the special ones that they would say for the day. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I think that I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure that you would actually say um, the, um, although it doesn't fit with the Gemara about the thing by Rosh Hashanah, um, whether what well you would say by the tamid, whether you would say the spe- the normal one by the tamid, or whether you would say the one that is unique to the day. Pretty positive that in the Rambam, it, he says. He, I have to double check. He says that you would say the normal one by the tamid, which could. So what we say isn't wrong. It's just that you would also say the special one. Why don't you say both? I don't know. But anyway, um, I, I have to. I have to double check. that. And okay. Here, the Rambam says. Uh, okay, I don't know. Let's go on next Mishnah. So this is just straight from the psukim, that you have, start the, the musaf would be thirteen, um, thirteen bulls, two ram, and one goat, which would be the chasaf. The rest would be, uh, an ola. Uh, Sham um and there would be fourteen sheep. Um, now that would be less as it were I mean it all depends on where you start with Shmona Mishmarot so basically there would be 24 Mishmarot the calling would be divided into 24 groups each group would serve a week which would mean basically you would serve two weeks out of the year um, a little bit more obviously um, and um, and on the Regalim though all of the groups since everybody's supposed to be all the Regal anyway all of the groups are serving in the Beit HaMikdash all the calling would be very crowded I don't know how they would figure out to select because you know some, some representation of all the groups. I'm not sure how they would do it. Now, what they would also do is they would distribute the korbanot each day, one animal per group of kohanim. And that group, if you remember what we learned in Yoma, is that you know, even when you just had one animal, like the tamid in the morning or something, you divided it up into all these sections and multiple people got involved in it. It wasn't just a one-person job. So you had 24 groups. Each one got one different animal of the musaf. Okay, and there was a benefit of, well, we'll see in a minute about, you know, about getting the animals, um, and then dividing, uh, the, they wouldn't have any meat, but what they would have is they would have the skin at least of the animal. There'd be that benefit. But anyway, but they divide the animals of the Musaf. So, one animal per group. However, they be more than, they'd be, the Khataka. there'd be more than 24 animals. There's 13, 13 bulls. Um two rams fifteen, one a goat, sixteen, and fourteen sheep thirty. So every group would get one, and then there'd be six animals left, so some groups would get two animals, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's what it just discusses, that each day there would be double, you know, different groups would there, would, there would be a certain number of groups that would get double. But the numbers would change, because the number of cows would go down. Now this is a little bit strange, because if the numbers of cows are changing, you would, it would be easier to discuss, you know, that the, the doubling, the, that the cows were the last thing, and they would get fewer. But anyway, it's sort of focusing it, is that the last thing we distributed the sheep. So the question is, which group would also get an additional sheep in addition this to what they'd get? Exactly. Well, right, we'll talk about that in a minute. So, so when you got up to the sheep, there were 14 sheep left for the eight groups. So the first day, there would, there would be six that would get to bring two animals because you would have everybody done, and you'd be left with six sheep. So six groups would get to bring two Korbanot, Vashar Echad Echad, and everybody else only gets to bring one Korban. Vashani on the second day, so because you have one fewer bull, so if you distribute the sheep at the end, you only have five sheep left over. Bashlisi on the third day, Arba Makrianshim, four groups get to do two, Vashar Echadach, Barvi on the fourth day, Shlosha Makrib and Shaim three groups get to do two, Vashar Echadach, and everybody else gets to do one. Bachad on the fifth day, Shnaim Akribshim Shaiim, every only two groups get to do two double up. Vashar echadachad and everybody else do only does one. Bashishi on the sixth day, so Echad Makriv Shaim Shaiim, Vashar, Echadachad. Only one group gets to do two, and everybody else one. But on the seventh day of Sukat Kulam Shabim, then there's only exactly twenty-four animals. Okay, and everybody only gets one. But Shemini, Chazur Lefeis Tiberagalim. And now on Shemini Atzeret, as we learned, Shemini was Chag Bishne Atzmo. One of the ways it was Chag Bishne Atzmo was that it had its own pious, it had its own lottery. So, you did not, you started the cycle all over again. Now what does it mean start, you know, what, it it started the cycle over again? Well, presumably what we've been saying here is, is that when you say which groups get double, Okay, it's presumably, we want to make sure that a group that yesterday got doubled doesn't get doubled today, right? To understand, like, we shift which groups we're going to give the extra ones to. So every day sort of takes into account how do we distribute it the day before. But when you get to Shemini Atzeret, you start by the slate clean, and you do a new, a new lottery to decide which group gets which animals, and has nothing to do with who got yesterday. Um, now, just to make it more confusing, there's two things that we want to do to take into account during kolomoed, during or whatever, during Sukkot, based on what happened yesterday. One is that if you got double yesterday, you don't get doubles today. But the other is, if you got a cow yesterday, a bull yesterday, you don't get a bull today. Because so the bull was huge. And it wouldn't be fair, and there weren't enough bulls to go around. There were only 13 bulls. And then 12, and then 11, and 10. So therefore, we want to make sure that you don't that you only get thirteen bulls. You know that 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 if you got a bull yesterday, you're not going to get another bull today. And if you got a two yesterday, you're only going to get one today. So if you think about it, I, I'm tra- I was trying to figure out a good visual representation of this. You have to think of like two concentric like circles. If you sort of think about this, if you have like like you have you have your twenty four coins here, uh, Nine right now, fifteen. Whatever, 13, okay, 19, 20, Okay wow, 22, 23. okay, whatever, 24. We'll make this a little bit smaller. Okay. If you think about it, you have them all as a group, and you think about it, you have like two wheels, two circles, right? So you have one wheel, which is basically like the parim, right? So it's like, you know, par, 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 it'd be 13 on the first day, right? Mm-hmm. So then what you want to be doing is look, uh, par, I don't know if this is helping anybody. It's sort of helping me. Anyway, I can't even write that way. Anyway, you have like one wheel here, right? So you, this is who got the part the first day. So the next day, you're going to turn the wheel and you're going to sort of start here, right? And then it's going to go like that, and then it's going to go like that, and then it's going to go... You're going to constantly be turning that. That's the distribution of, you know, of today. But then there's also the issue about, you know, about who gets like the double... That. Wait, you said whoever does the part today will do it tomorrow. Right. So but then, then one, one group right. well. well, well, on. one one will, one group will, one group will, at least. one group will. That's true. Yeah. But you start at the next one. That's right. true. You start at the next one. So there, and then it'll only be twelve the next day, right? So then it'll be like you know it'll be fourteen through here, and then it'll be there, and then you'll constantly be like moving around that way. But the other thing you're also going to be moving around here is like who gets double. So um because. Wait a minute. Now, have I confused myself? No, you have not. <laughs> <I> <laughs> did, oh, yeah, yeah. I that. So the next one after the par would Yeah, but yeah, if you I'm, did the other one like that, yeah. I guess that would work. No, that wouldn't work, you see, because if you then did the next, the remainder of the thing, would that work? you getting double? So if you did the remainder, the remainder was, it started with 30, right? The remainder went all the way like this. So six of these guys, these six got doubled, and they got the par. And then you moved the wheel, 13... No, it's going to get off because you have to move the, the the par wheel. You have to move thirteen to start yes. here. No, but, but the double mean, wheel, you only want to move six. six. So can you get? Can you get? <laughs> if, if you had a par yesterday. Yes. If you had a par yesterday. Yes. You technically, except for one guy, that's a yes. par again. But could but. you maybe? Still will get who gets double. Yes. See that's the problem. If you wanna do the par, you start the par thing here, but if you want to actually then figure out who gets double, you're only gonna shift six. So you have to, like, figure out, you have to, like, have two separate, two separate charts. Like, yeah. one chart to make sure you can figure it out. But basically, it's one chart to make sure that, if, yeah. that you're moving the number of uh, parts, which is not the, se- and then a separate chart to make sure that one minute, you know, if you got double yesterday, we're, we're, we're having a separate move. Groups one through six got double yesterday. Today, double groups three. seven through 12, are, or seven through 11 are getting doubles, you know, and so on. What? So yeah, I guess you can get the double par. I mean, get mean the parts the cabin. Part the so you yeah, have to like, put another cool. wheel inside there. Exactly. exactly. Put a third wheel inside. Somehow somehow it's it the it than the Exactly. Power. That's the basic point. Yeah, yeah, you have to move the wheels differently to get figure out. Okay, okay. anyway. Name all right, so let's take a look. Neema Masnisa and says to Gamara, let's say our Mishnah. It's Rabbi Hiva, Now, by the way, oh, let me just do the math for you about the par, so there would be, t- over, over the seven days, there would be 70 parim. Okay, you'll do the math. Um, so, um, by the way, you want to do a cute math? <coughs> you have to add up a sequence of numbers. So if you're adding up 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, okay, these are the seven days of Sukkot, right? Here's a quick way you can add them up. Yeah. Twenty. 20, 20, 10. So you so 70. There's actually a formula. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's anyway. The what? Yeah, that's the oh, yeah, so exactly. There is, there is an a- anyway, fine. So there are 70 parim and there are 24 groups. So each group will get three plus three uh, bulls except for two, because three times 24 is 72. So part of the idea that you start a new lottery on at Seret is you don't say, oh, look, one of these two groups um didn't get a bull, let's make sure we give a bull to one of them on Shemini Terra. Nope, we're starting everything fresh. We don't take into account anything that we did before. So the Gemara says, Name Masnifin Rebi Rabbanon let's say our mission is Rebbe and not the rabbis. The Tani we taught the braisov. Parabashmini, the 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 bull that they had on Shemini Terris, but Khila Mafisin Elav. you start a completely new pot lottery and you don't take into into account anybody who got the oxen for the last uh for the the uh you know for the last uh seven days. Um, that's what Rebbe says. So, no, no. We take one of the two groups that did not that was left over that did not get three oxen over over um over uh, Sukkot. They will get this uh this this bull on Rosh Hashanah on Shmini uh, Atzeret. So, you do take into account and you give it to one of the two remaining groups. But says no, a it could be even the rabbis, that maybe we do only give it to one of the two groups. Ah, how about the Mishnah says that that says that you do a new lottery? So it says, So you have to do a lottery between the two groups. So, it didn't say, you, maybe you don't do a completely new lottery, okay, so, you, but, you go, you, but you don't give it to the next one on the line, you give it to one of the two and you do a lottery between them. But the general assumption of the Gemara is that pious v. St. Atmos v. means you completely do a new lottery. Okay. Kamala Haditani, who is it going like that With is on bright so? Call Shonot and Mishalshot. All of the Mishmarot got double and three, meaning of the of the of the bulls we're talking about now. Chut Mishne Mishmarot, except for two of them, she Shonot the Mishal Shot. that only got double and not triple. So name a Rebi velo rabanan. So let's say it's Rebbe and not the rabbis, because according to the rabbis, only one group would be left at the end that didn't get triple. You'd make sure that uh, one of the two remaining groups would also would get. So for him, only one group would be left at the very end. So this says no. A and it could be even the rabbis. Milo Shoshu, what does it mean it didn't get triple? The pare it means you didn't get triple amongst the bulls that were brought on Sukkot. Maybe plus Shemini one more group would get fine, but of those brought on Sukkot, two groups would not get triple. triple. Umay kamash malan. what's it teaching me? Hak ma'ash mo'an, mishiki parayam, l'yakiv El elechozim Khalila, to tell you that if you brought yesterday a, a, a bull, you don't bring it today, you keep on moving forward in the line. Okay, so anyway, there is this debate of Rebbe and the Rabbanon, whether the, of the last two that did not get triple, would you give it to one of them, or would you start fresh completely? I'm a rebel lesser. Haneshivim Parim Kenegad me. is the famous uh, Gemara. What? One Mishwar gets four and one gets two. One gets four. Uh, well, one might get four. Get um, it's possible that one of the two remaining got, but the greater chances are that one would get four and, one, and two of them would get two. That's true. Okay, I'm Rebel Parim Kenegad me. These 70 uh, bulls, uh, what do they represent? Kenegad Shivim Umot, the 70 nations. Par yichidi lama lama. What's the one bull on Sukkot? On Can I get uma yichida, the single nation amongst the seventy nations. Moshe l'melech Basar radam. It can be compared to a king of flesh and blood. Sheamar l'avadav. He said to his servants, "Asuli suudah gedola. Make for me a great feast." Liam on his last day, Amr La he said to the, his beloved, the person, Asali Udak Tana. You know what? For now, it's the last day. Let's have just a private meal, Kadesh, and that that I can have some special time, some you know intimate time with you. And that, of course, is you know the very famous midrash, not just on the Pari, but to try to give some significance to Shmini Atzeret, which is a chag that often is not clear what its function is, what its identity is. So this time, like after all of the big to-do of Sukkot and everything, we have this very private, quiet time with God before we transition out of the whole Yomim-Norayim period. But here it's also contrasting not just to the, you know, um, to the uh, excitement, the largeness of the period that preceded, but the sense of the more universalist aspect. And particularly touches on the fact that Sukkot is a universalist Yom Tov as well. And Rashi underscores that. If you look at Rashi, he says, It's about ten lines down the wide line, at the beginning of the, of the line. Parei achad shivim him, chutz michel shemini, kenegel shivim umot, l'chapar alayhim, <laughs> she'yeredu gashamin b'chol l'olam. It's not just a Jewish yantav, right? And you know, of some of the haftarot uh, that we read on Sukkot is about, you know, that the, uh, you know, about all the nations will come to celebrate Chag HaSukkot, and about the fact of, you know, and that they will have rain if they come to celebrate Chag HaSukkot. So the certain the universal aspect of the need of rain, and also let's face it, you know, Pesach is very specific. Um, particularistic. It's about Yisih Mitzrayim, where Sukkot, even the Kiba Sukkot <clears throat> fundamentally, it's about recognizing, you know, that we're, um, you know, that our vulnerability and that we're under God's protection and that, you know, and that's certainly underscored by the need when you're, you know, the need for rain and how, you know, and, and how much we need God's presence and God's, uh, and God's protection and that was a reality that we had in the Midbar but it's not fundamentally a historical yaddev. It's So it's, it had a real profound universal dimension to it which is reflected. In a lot of the Haftarot. So if it's fine, let it be universal. But at least one day, at the end, let's reconnect to that unique relationship. Uh, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. said Rabbi Yochanan, Woe to the nations of the world that they've lost without realizing what they've lost. When the of HaMikvish was around, we brought sacrifices for them. So ah I'm Osha, even Cumberland now, who's doing who's atoning for them? I mean at least we know we don't have a base on Nikdash, so we understand what we've lost, so we work at addressing it, Torah and Masing Tovin and so on. But there it was all being done for them without their awareness and now what are what are they left with? So but it still is interesting I should say. You know, that concern, that universalist concern that's still there. You know, there's other Gemaras which have a very antagonistic approach towards the non-Jews. You know, there's other things that are said about the Shizim and the reason it goes down. This is not antagonistic. It's like, it's for their sake, you know. It's a concern for the larger world. All right, next Mishnah. So now that we're talking about how on Sukkot everybody was together and it was all divided equally, we're going to say that this was actually, um, at three times during the year, meaning at all the three regalim, all the mishmarot would work together in the Beit Mikdash and they would divide everything equally. So they would be equal, a murei regalim, a literally means the, the like innards, the, uh, the facts. But, of course, they wouldn't get the fats. They, that would go on the Mizbeah. So we'll see what the Gemara says it means. Um, but it means that they would all be equal in bringing up the korbanot of the regalim, the special korbanot of the Musafim, and dividing the lechem hapanim. Interesting, although lechem hapanim was not unique to the regalim, they would equally divide it. Everybody would get a little piece of bread of matzah from the lechem hapanim um, during the regalim. The atzeret now on, on atzeret, which is not shemini atzeret, but in Tanaitic language, it's Shavuot, where you would have the lechem ha'panim, which is made out of matzah, but you would also have the Shehalechem, ha'lechem, which is part of the special korbanot So they would that would be equally divided as well. And the Shehalechem ha'lechem was made out of chametz. So on atzeret, Omer you would say to the kohen, "Hey matzah, hey lech chametz." Here's your matzah. Here's your tiny little piece of matzah from the lechem ha'panim. Here's your tiny little you know bit of chametz from the shtei uh, ha'lechem is who who meeting the darim Now, if it was your week, you know, Yisookas or Pesach fell out in what normally would have been your week in the normal 24 cycle. So everybody shares the special korbanot that are unique to Sukkot. Uh, unique to Pesach or unique to Shavuot but our group the group that should have gone this week whose regular time it was this week we get the regular Korbanot that we don't share we still bring the regular things what are the regular things? Tzmidim the Tamid of morning and afternoon Nidarim and Nidavot if people are bringing free will sacrifices it's not it's not, you, it's not unique to the regal sacrifices they're just bringing their own personal Korbanot Veshar Korbanot and any other Korban Tzibor that is not unique to the Regal what that includes we'll see in the Gemara the call bring everything else. <laughs> so we'll find out in the comment what that includes that we haven't already said. But I do have to tell you that it was a real bonanza to get your week to be the uh, regale. Because even though you say, okay, you, you know, you share the, 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 the communal korban sacrifices, but if all of Clodyshell has been owed the reg-els, this is when they're bringing the sacrifices that they've been owing for the last, you know, six months. So if you get to do all of that, you know, it's a it's, it's a real bonanza. And if it's a shlomim, you get a lot of meat. And even mostly it would be a shlomim, if it's an ola, at least you get the skin. You know, so it would be a, a real bonanza to get that to fall out in your week. Okay, so let's use the Gemara. Says, did that just rotate through year after year? you went over twenty four? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would shift. You would be of... exactly, exactly. And when exactly the regal would fall would also shift. But yes, exactly. Eventually, it would all even out. A muray haragolim. The Gemara says fats Those go up on the altar. What do you mean that would be divided? Okay, because it sounds like we're talking about something you would get direct benefit from. It talks about eating the lechem upon him and so on. So, amarav funny, birgalim, funny way of saying it. The, the things that are said, muray doesn't mean the emurehim, but it means the things that are said relative to the regalim. Okay, which again is a pretty funny way of saying it. There you get the phrase again. So, how do you know that they all divided equally? So this is a pasuk that is, Michael, can you hand me that chumash, that is used for, for the basis of this idea that, that on the regal everybody serves equally. Okay? So this is I'll just, I'll read it to you. Now it says levi, but Chazal i understand it to be kohen because it's going to be uh, talking about serving in the Mikdash he can serve he can show up and serve so the simple sense of the verse besides that simple sense talking about Levim is that anytime you show up you're free to come and serve but Chazal read it it's only the Regalim it says it says one of your gates when everybody is in the same gate everybody is coming together so that's the way they read it not just whenever you show up he will eat everybody will he will get an equal portion except for what was sold to the fathers very strange phrase so let's see what the Gemara does with it okay Maybe even during the rest of the year, he can just show up. The verse teaches one of your gates when everybody is coming in the same gate on the reggae. Now, once we say he's entitled to serve, so another verse tells us that who gets to eat from the korbanot are the people that serve, that actually were entitled to bring the korbanot. So, if all of the groups are entitled to to, to serve. In the Beit HaMikdash, on the they're also entitled to an equal portion of the Korbanot. Now, what we have to do is, how do we know that it's only the special Korbanot? And how, where's this Lechem Hapanim coming in? So let's just finish those rush out. Where do you know that he gets an e- a portion of the Lechem hapanim? That's So, Tanu Rabbanat, how do you know that they get an equal portion? It's because, by the way, they're not really serving in the Lechem Hapanim. The Lechem Hapanim was put up, you know, the week before. So they're not it's not like they have equal service and they have equal division. And it's also not unique to the regel. So where is this idea that they get an equal portion in the leham upon him? they shall eat the same way you get an equal portion in the service. you get an equal portion in the eating. What type of eating? If it's the normal eating that comes with korbanot, you can learn it from over there. We already know that if you're entitled to, to bring, to be makriv, you're entitled to the eating. So if we already said you're entitled to serve, implicitly is you're entitled to eat from the things that you can do the avoda for. So what is the only thing that you would be eating that you didn't do the avoda for? Well, the only thing that's only aiding is Lechem him because the Avodah was done last week when it was put on the Shulchan. Okay? So, El upon him. So we're talking about that you also get a portion of the Yechem HaPonim. Yochel Maybe if you get a portion of the Lechem him, which is not unique to the Regel, you get an equal portion in all of the things that are brought on the Regel, even if they're, they're not unique to the Regel. Lamar, Karav Al except to that which was sold to the father, ma fathers, what did the fathers sort of divide amongst themselves, meaning that they sort of split up, you know, the, the uh, split up the uh the, the rotation. Um they split up the rotation of the Quanim. So we're not dealing with the general issues of what you're entitled because of your rotation, because of the normal things. This is only talking about what is unique to the regel. And what's unique to the Regal, um, ex- with the one exception of the Lechem Aponim, that's not unique to the regel, but that also gets divided up. I must say that it's a little bit bizarre, because this is a Pesach in Dvarim, and you did not have yet, yet 24 groups of Kohanim to divide this up and so on, and how they're exactly dealing with that, that issue, um, I, the Gemara does not really explicate. Okay, so that'll be it. Tomorrow, the last day of, Suka, of uh, Mr. Masechet. Uh,